When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Play to Win CDH set review brought to you by Moxfield. I'm Dylan. And I'm Cameron. This week we're going to be taking a look at all of the cards that we think are CEDH playable in Adventures of the Hidden Realms, the new upcoming magic set. In the Hidden Realms. That's why I said in. you said of. I'm pretty sure I made sure and I said in. The tape will tell. (laughs) The tape will tell and I will expect a bunch of comments to say I'm wrong. If you want to follow along with us, there is a link to our Moxfield decklist for all of the cards that we're going to talk about down below. Uh, Moxfield is the place where Cameron and I used to make all of our decks. It's the place that we used to track all of their spoilers. We highly recommend it. It's very sleek. The owners are very receptive to feedback. By far the best deck building site that I've come into contact with. If you want to follow along with us, just uh, click the link and set the group to color and then sort the names. So we're going to go white first and go alphabetically through the colors down that way. So that means we're going to get started with... Or should we still do the begin even though it's not a game? Yeah, we should still do a begin. Okay. Begin! Guardian of Faith. So this is one and two white for a 3-2 spirit knight creature. This has flash and vigilance. When Guardian of Faith enters the battlefield, any number of other creatures you control phase out. This card is bonkers. Absolutely so good. This card is bonkers. Really good against Cyclonic Rift Mm -hmm. and Toxic Deluge, things that normally you have a hard time protecting all of your things from because... Those are just difficult things to protect from. This lets them phase all mm-hmm. that stuff out. It's another Teferi's Protection. Three mana. Teferi's Protection doesn't see a ton of play in CDH, so this one might not. This is on a stick. There's a couple of decks that might stick. care about that. That, that could be a relevant thing. Um, if it's an Atimna Stacks mm-hmm. deck, you would definitely not play Teferi's Protection. But this card, you might you might play. It has Flash, which is insane. Um, what I love when you said Cyclonic Rift, when you flash this in, if you don't give it, if you don't phase itself out, it will just return to your hand with the Cyclonic Rift, and then you get it again. Oh, wow. Any number of. Any that's pretty number good. Any number of. Target I didn't even creatures. realize that you could phase itself out. Oh, uh, it's it's other target oh, creatures. Other targets. So you but, wouldn't be able to do you wouldn't be able to phase it out either way. But no, but it's ideal good. in the cyclonic rift situation. That's fantastic yeah. because you get to do it again. So this card is specifically excellent against the cyclonic rift. Exactly. Now we can stop and you just shut up about banning that card. Because <laughs> we have white has a way to deal with it. Let's move on to another white card. This one is Ingenious Smith. I'm not sure how good. Again, I'm going to say this a lot, but I'm not sure how good any of these cards are. This one is uh, a two mana, one and a white for a human artificer. It's a one one. And it says, whenever Ingenious Smith enters the battlefield, you may look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And it also says, whenever one or more artifacts enter 
enter the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on Ingenious Smith. This ability only triggers once each turn. It's so sad that they had to put only once each turn. It's this card could have been even good. so much better. Yeah, uh, it is each turn, not each your turn. So you can do it on an opponent's turn if you oh. get artifacts into play. Sure, that's yes. not really the really thing that we're looking for. The reason why this is good is this is a two mana impulse, kind of. If you need artifacts, if you're Heliod, yeah. If you're in Tishar, if you're in Heliod, mm. I don't know if Heliod wants this, but might want this. Um, it's white card draw and decent card draw. It's selection. It goes four deep, and as long as you have a target, which if you're in a deck that wants to play this, you statistically will probably have a target. Um, in the decks that this is good in, I think this will be a solid role player. This could definitely be something here. Um, the next one that we're going to talk about is Nadar Selfless Paladin. This is a uh, two and a white for a three three Dragon Knight legendary creature with vigilance. Uh, when it enters the battlefield or attacks. Venture into the dungeon uh, and other creatures you control get plus one plus one as long as you have completed the dungeon So um, I think at this point if you're watching this video, you've seen the dungeons um, But what's really cool about this guy is that as a commander in your command zone You have an infinite way to uh, kind of win the game from your command zone If which you can you, infinitely blink in yes, mono that's white, what I'm trying to say This is an outlet for infinite blinks, right? Exactly Now, how do you blink in mono white? Well, I have something here That <laughs> someone else on Reddit already found out You can infinitely blink with Parallax Wave and um, Opalescence this is kind of like the best way to do it because um, you can use Parallax Wave to target itself because it's a creature because of Opalescence. Okay. Because, of course, Opalescence is the enchantment that says that all of your um, enchantments are creatures with the converted mana cost uh, of their power and toughness. Sure, okay. So when I'm you exile, you. once you run out of the counters and you've exiled things to Parallax Wave, Parallax Wave will go into the graveyard and something else will happen. <laughs> I, it's it's a really big brain scenario, but you have to stack the Parallax Wave a very specific way, too, sure. so that that way um, Parallax Wave will come back into play um, because it's exiled itself to itself instead of going to the graveyard from losing the vanishing counters. That's how it works. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, so the, maybe this is a new mono white threat. This could be. There's another way. If you have Panharmonicon and uh, like Felidar Guardian or Restoration Angel, oh, this also goes seems, infinite with the two. Those are cards that I can understand. Right. So that's. I should have just let off <laughs> just with this go one, with right? That. I don't yeah. know what that other shit you're talking so about. With, okay. Let's just talk about these cards. <laughs> so with. So with the Panharmonicon. In play, either Felidar Guardian or Restoration Angel. Two will flickers. Be, yeah, two flickers. Well, Resto can flicker an angel. I'm though. sorry, you need to have both of them in play. Oh, sure. It's, so it is a three card combo oh, with sure. your commander. So it is quite a bit. It is quite a bit. Um, but it, it's an option. It's, it's an there. option that you have in mono white. You can, and you can have probably a mono build a deck white around dragon it. commander, and yes. it could be CDH viable. Someone's gonna want to do that. It could be. Yeah. Let's move on. Also, that one was uh, suggested by a uh, patron, Connor. I asked our patrons to give us suggestions about what cards that we should talk about. Um, but I also asked Cameron that, and Cameron also suggested that we put this one on. So we're gonna talk about all the other patron suggestions at the end of the video. For now, let's continue on with Oswald. <laughs> this can't be this card's real name. <laughs> Oswald. Oswald Fiddlebender. I love this. That's ridiculous. I cannot believe he that. He fiddles and he bends metals. We should I have guess. prefaced this whole set review with neither Cam nor I are uh, Dungeons and Dragons fans. I don't no. get any of these references. Neither this do is I. All going over my head. So this is probably like a fun character in D and D. Oswald Fiddlebender. Everyone loves him. I have no idea who. He's this got is. a fun ability at least. He, he is, I, I think, an extremely good card. Alright, so let's talk about what it is. It's a one and a white, two mana total for a 2-2 legendary creature gnome artificer. 
It has magical tinkering, which is a bullshit thing that they do <laughs> where they just make up a word and it and is a single one-time use mechanic yeah. for every card, which has my brain going, no, that's italics. I'm going to have to remember that for later, but I will no. never have to remember. All it's, it's going to make me do is just say, what's that? All yep. the time. <laughs> so anyway, what it does is for one white and tapping it, you can sacrifice an artifact. There, those are those are all part of the activation. So white, tap, sacrifice an artifact. Search your library for an artifact with a card... Search a library for an artifact card with a mana value. They changed these words now, so I don't know how to read them. They With a mana value equal to one plus the sacrificed artifact's mana value. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Activate only as a sorcery. So, this Art is... Artifact birthing pod. Artifact birthing pod. This is an artifact birthing pod. It's on a stick, which is awesome. It's only one mana to activate two. If you want it in your command zone for it's any one reason, mana less than birthing pod. That is also true, and it doesn't cost you life. You can't activate it until it comes around. Yeah, which wait. is is a bummer. Um, but at two mana, like this card is nuts. This is another card in the card in the decks that it's good in. It's an Oster. I don't know if this is a commander in its own right. It very well might be. I'm not sure what these lines could be. I have. No Never thought about them. Maybe you have. This could be something in the command zone, but I'm definitely thinking about it in decks like mm -hmm. Tashar, which is a deck yeah. that is secretly one of like these hidden powerful decks in CDH that doesn't never never wins with because it's impossible to play, but is really 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 good. Mm -hmm. This is another toy for that deck to play with. I mean, there's ways in colorless that you can just make infinite colorless mana. Yeah. Just basalt monolith and rings. Like if you are for some reason in the need for that, yeah. you could just easily go get that for yourself too. Yeah, this helps you find either those targets. Yeah. Exactly. This this is gonna do a lot in CDH. I'm just not sure everything that it holds. Where but I feel like even like Zerda, like in Zerda, it can go help you find your um, your Grim Monolith. If you're playing a deck that has a decent amount of artifacts, so maybe like 20 or more. Normally for me, 16 is my Mox Opal limit. If I'm playing yeah. Dockside Extortionist and Hullbreacher, agreed. 16 artifacts is enough for I me. I like that. But for a deck like this, where you always kind of want to have one out, so that Oswald is always live right away, I think you maybe want closer to 20. If you're in a deck like that though and one of your combo pieces is an artifact mm -hmm. or you're also playing like relevant stacks pieces yeah like that if you're too. in a brago stacks deck and you can be finding um graph diggers cages and i don't know if graph diggers cages is the best example because cole could oh my god this is perfect for right cole. Cole this is like exactly have, what you want yeah this is exactly what cole wants this is a perfect card for cole yeah exactly exactly all right i think we've gushed about that enough let's talk about the first class cycle that we have here so this is paladin class um so for one white mana you get an enchantment that says uh, spells your opponents cast during your turn cost one more to cast at level two for three more mana um, creatures you control get plus one plus one and for another five mana you can put this to level three and whenever you attack until end of turn target attacking creature gets plus one plus one for each other attacking creature and gains double strike yeah, so this card, I think, doesn't do a lot, but for an initial investment of one mana, being able to be a pseudo-silence on the turn that you need it to be, I think this card has potentially large upside. So if you're in a deck where sometimes you want a Thali effect, but you're just going off right now, it says spells your opponent's cast during your turn cost one more. Mm -hmm. So if your opponents tap out and you know they have mana or something, if your opponents are not ready for you to win the game, and you can, this kind of counts as a second silence, and if that all goes wrong and it doesn't help you for that, or it just, even if it's not helping you win the game, it's just helping you deploy your sources right. a little more protected. If you're playing a stack stack, eventually you might have to just beat down the table. It's going to happen. Sometimes you don't win with the combo. Sometimes you're just trying to lock yeah, the table out and that's attack. That's true. This card maybe helps you get there. It's a lot of mana investment to get that other stuff, but I think for an initial investment of one mana, 
it could be worth a slot in certain decks. And I like that it's a silence that sticks around. Sticks it around. sticks around, right? So yeah. like you, know, you can still get value out of your silence. That's kind of what sucks about silence is yeah. that it doesn't just say your opponents can't cast spells for the rest of the game. Yeah. It's, so it's, yeah, this, this kind of gets around. you one step closer. To every that. every turn, your opponents are either gonna have to leave up extra mana just to interact with you, which they're probably not going to, or they may just not be able to interact with you, which is great. Yeah. Let's move on to Portable Hole. I love this card. Who <laughs> named this card? It's so provocative. It's I, so flavorful. <laughs> I love this. I feel like it's so dirty. I don't... Okay, whatever. Apparently, this is something in D&D, apparently. I heard on a podcast. I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. Portable Hole is a one white for one singular total mana value artifact. Uh, when a Portable Hole enters the battle... I'm gonna laugh every time. I know, right? When Portable Hole enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls with mana value two or less until Portable Hole leaves the battlefield. The concept of a Portable Hole is just so funny to <laughs> it me. It really is kind of clever. It's like Bugs Bunny is playing magic now all of a sudden. Yeah, so this is kind of like Abrupt Decay. It's limited. Uh, it's not. Yeah. Like, it's counterable, so it's not like Abrupt Decay in that way, and it is one mana less than what Abrupt Decay can hit, which is obviously different that way. But it gets a wide variety of things, anything at two value, and it's only one mana for removal. I think that's a pretty good rate. I don't know what deck wants this, to be honest. No. I don't think a Turbo It works deck wants really this. well with your Ingenious Smith. Sure does. It sure does. Yeah, it sure does do that. Yeah. Um, normally, this type of effect is on an enchantment. This time, it's on an artifact. A one-mana artifact could be relevant. We're having seen a lot more artifact synergies. That's true. Um, but this card, I think, is, is solid removal that I would not be shocked to see at a CDH table. Yeah. Um, the next one is uh, Priests of the Ancient Lore. This is a uh, two and a one for a two-one dwarf cleric. And when it enters the battlefield, uh, you gain a life and draw a card. Um, I I was thinking about it. Yeah, so tell me why you think Shitty Elvish well, Visionary belongs so on this list. So if you're playing a Nadar Mono White deck... Nadar. And Nadar. If you're Nadar. playing a Nadar Mono White deck and you're already trying to infinitely blink something... Sure. But your opponent has a Dranith Magistrate out. Yeah. You can still Priest of the Ancient Lore yeah. and infinitely blink that so that that way you can draw your deck. Now... You, you know what also don't could have help you infinite. win in that situation yeah. would be a swords to plowshare. Well, you could just get rid of you the You draw your way to the swords to plowshare. <laughs> you have this instead of the swords to plowshare, no, right? No, definitely not. No, I just I just got really stoked about this card in particular because this is the direction. And the fact that we talked about seven white cards here like just shows that, yeah. you know, it, it, as much as I moan and bitch and complain that white is not powerful enough, like, they are doing stuff. Like, this definitely. is exactly where white you want to see white. Card, yeah. That literally says draw a card and there's no downside. You're opponent doesn't get a card yeah. it's just you that it's gets a card you. it's uh a, finally a worse wall of omens correct <laughs> a white card that already exists let's <laughs> move past it let's move to blue cards i'm gonna start with grazalax illithid scholar illithid is not that word right is that how i say that Probably that's not. how i would have that's said how, it all right okay it's a legendary creature horror mono blue three two it costs one blue blue two blue pips uh, whenever a creature you control becomes blocked, you may return it to its owner's hand. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. So this is a mono blue Timna? Yeah. That also, if your stuff gets blocked, you get to just like bounce it back to your hand and not right. have it die. So if you're playing some like some Oop. of those flying men that have scry, like our next card, Sil Silver Raven, which we'll talk about in a second, you can get a little bit of value and you have to replay these little tiny threats. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Not much more to say to it than that. No. Um, if you want to be in a, if you want to play Timna, but yeah. you like Mono Blue, this card might be for you. Kind of right. You're welcome, two people. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Silver Raven, speaking of, is our next card. It's a blue for an artifact creature bird. Uh, it's a 1 1 flyer. And when it enters the battlefield, you scry one. Does Edric want this? Edric totally would want this. I feel like this is a card that Edric might be interested in. That's the only reason that it's here. Edric is a CDH deck, and this card would be good in it. And you will see it played in Edric. Great. Let's move on to Sudden Insight. Another questionable one. This is four and two blue, so six mana, wildly overcosted. It's an instant and says draw a card for each different mana value among non-land cards in your graveyard. So I'm seeing this card as like uh, in the right deck, it could draw somewhere between like five and ten cards. You think it's going to be four? What? I don't know where you're going to get ten from. Different mana values. I don't know. You have fucking giant leviathans and whatever. You're, I, I think you have a lot of other problems than, than, than sudden insight, I guess, if we get time, to that point. Treasure okay, cruise, the, some delve stuff. Dig through time and treasure cruise are both like the same. That I see this drawing four cards. So, like, a six minute draw four seems great in standard, in limited. limited. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> it's an a, instant. It is, you're right. You're I'm right. More casual but I feel like probably. the decks that would want this are going to play Reoccurring Insight over yeah. this every time. Reoccurring Insight is a sorcery, and I hate that it's a sorcery. It, yes, but you get two of them. You get two of them. Yeah. Reoccurring Insight is probably going to yeah. draw like 12 to 14 on average. Yeah. And you're right. This card is And you're casting draw. it at a time where like the six man is like nothing. Yeah, when you have Seedborn Muse. By that point. Yeah, or exactly. Or like you're in Urza and like you're already able to make a ton of this mana. This trash. Don't get it. Let's move on to black. Great. Um, This one, I don't know how to pronounce. Acerac? Is it Acerac? That actually sounds right. Acerac the Archlich. The D&D players are like, you fool! It's Acerac! It looks pretty good. It's a, it's one in a black for a 5-5 legendary creature, Zombie Wizard. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, if you haven't completed Tomb of Annihilation, one of the dungeons, return Azeracs to its owner's hand and venture into the dungeon. When it enters when it attacks, for each opponent, you create a 2-2 black zombie creature token unless that player sacrifices a creature. Right, so first, what I'm realizing right now is we really should have talked about what the dungeons do because without knowing what they do, I guess you probably true. don't understand how Nadar is winning the game or how this card can win the game. So let's, mm -hmm. let's go about this in com completely the wrong order and talk about what the dungeons do. The dungeons are a little bit tricky. When it says you may enter the dungeon, it means a dungeon because there's three of them. Correct. And you get to choose. That's confusing to me, but neither here nor there. So let's just talk about just what they do. with it. <laughs> every time that you enter, every time you do that task, venture into the dungeon, you can either enter a dungeon if you are not already in one, or you may move up to the next level of a dungeon. So let's go over what the three of them do. First up, oh, Lost right. Mind of Fandelver. Scry one. Next, you can create a 1-1 one, one red goblin or a treasure token. Do we have to go over all of these? I really feel like no, I'm no, just going to no, put no. them on screen. No, this know? is, this is what we want to say. Yep. One of the dungeons has a drain clause so that when you infinitely venture into dungeons, you can infinitely get yourselves to points where you can infinitely drain. Lost. This one that I'm talking about actually is the one that has a drain clause, a treasure clause, and a draw clause. Yeah, so card. all so three of those things. Infinite mana, infinite draw, infinite kill your opponents. You have to watch out based bench. on your um, cards in your libraries still a lot of the time for the ones that go through there it does say draw a card not you may draw a card exactly. so you must do it and i think that one's at the end of the dungeon it is at right the end of it, yeah. yeah so you can only go through each dungeon a certain amount of time but what's nice is that the drain so long as you have more than like 40 cards in your deck yeah. uh the drain is gonna get you there yeah right um the reason why this particular card 
Acerac, the Aether, Aether, Aether Lich, whatever. Arch Lich. Arch Lich, that makes much more sense. <laughs> I don't know how to read. Yeah, um, the reason why this card is good is because when it enters play and you haven't done the one dungeon, it just goes right back to your hand. So let's say, for instance, I don't know, you have Aluren in play, which is an enchantment that says you may play three mana creatures, everyone can, for free. You can just do this, and they also have Flash. It's a crazy card, but with this card in play for free no mana your aluren says you can put it into play and then that thing happens and you get to go through the dungeon mm -hmm. and then you put it back into your hand aluren says you get to do that again so this is a four mana two card combo in golgari which is the second one that we've gotten to fit that requirements recently so i'm very happy for nath i don't know if this goes in nath but I'm I'm thinking about it for that is that is very interesting. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah, no, that that is really cool. Um, I don't I don't think this is good as a commander on its own. No, because um, you need the alert for it to be yeah, good. Yeah, but that, it's, that it's other stuff. I honestly don't even. Did you read what it does? I don't really even know what it does. No, it's a I, five, once five. I saw that it lets you venture, then I I knew what it was going to do. Um, and then, was and then we were done. One? Was you supposed to read this or was I? I read it. it. I and I did read it. You so you're it. up next. Yeah, I did say what it okay, did. You did. Yeah. Because there's something about a 2-2 zombie or something, but it uh, effectively, the reason why this is good is because it lets you go through the dungeon infinitely. Exactly, yeah. Let's talk about Asmodeus the Archfiend, a devil god. Wow, is that a cool Holy type. cow, yep, I love six it. Six total mana, four and two black for a legendary creature, devil god. It's a 6-6, six, six, and it has binding contract, which is, of course, it's Another one bullshit singular word. mechanic that is only to the Asmodeus. If you, were draw, if you were to draw a card, exile a top card of your library face down instead. And then for three black, it says draw seven cards. So you exile seven cards. So it has a necropotence on it. Fun. Ayo. Uh, and then for one black, you may return all cards exiled with Asmodeus the Archfiend to their owner's hand, and you lose that much life. So it is like a necropotence on a stick. It is three mana, and three black mana is a decent amount of mana. And what yep. sucks is that if they kill this, you don't get any of the cards. So you lost out on a bunch of draws, and instead you just have a bunch of cards that are sitting in exile that you wish you could have had. It's also, I think, almost strictly, I know this isn't a real thing, but it, it's worse than Villas, I think. Agreed. It draws less cards for the same amount of mana. Again, someone else who already did the work for me, and I saw on Reddit there was this oh, the big math thread. Oh, the math works out that yeah, it's that, just worse like, than like, uh, Again, person that is nameless that, whatever, thank you again yeah. for doing all the work, but... Um, went through like a bunch of situations between like uh burst card draw and like being able to control how many cards you get with villas a little bit better versus you know asmodeus here instead well, and, and for this one you have to spend four total mana the three black and the one extra to draw seven cards to draw seven in theory eight because if you played this on turn six and then go around the table you know yeah. you'll get mana back too i see so i'm viewing this card as a reanimation target that you are prepared with the mana immediately okay so that you're using it right away which is i don't know why my would, brain yeah. went there for some <laughs> but, reason so for villas for that much mana your villas would nug himself to life each one of those times yeah and be able to draw eight cards as well as distribute four minus one counters amongst creatures true so for the same amount of mana you're drawing more cards uh you get to kill some stuff it's bigger um the mana value is higher on Villa, so for and Adnos, it is flying and, like it. That also yeah, helps Villa's too. Flying. This is um, just a. This just sits and gets chump blocked all day. But this is a second Villas. This is if a second really Villas. Like You're Villas not wrong. And yeah. You want another copy of it? This card will draw you a bunch of cards. Yeah. Um, just a little bit trickier. And it's also a Devil God. I love this thing in casual. I'm gonna be so excited oh, to play yeah. this in some sort Devil of Devil God deck. is a sick. So sick. Type. I wish it was yeah. Rakdos because like Devil God, I want to be able to play like the Red Devils in this deck, whatever. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Let's That's talk fine. about Deadly Dispute. All right, so Deadly Dispute is a one in a black for an instant, and, and as an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice an artifact or creature. And you get to draw two and create a treasure. So this is Village Rites, 
Um, it, but it's in a slightly different value because it's two mana instead of one, but it makes a treasure. So it's, it's basically mana. one mana. It's the same thing. Because you get that, you get um, that back. And Village Rights, I think, is a solid card in farm decks. Um, it's a solid rate. I, fl- I like this style, kind of, of just yeah. like, let's take a magic card and make it cost one more mana, and you get a treasure for it. Boom, design. There you go. Exactly. Uh, they're doing that a lot, so we're probably <laughs> going to see a lot of cards that do that which is great for is EDH I think and commanders general because we're a singleton format so, yeah, so getting multiples of, of your yeah, effect is good. awesome if you like have. village rights you get to play this too so you yeah. just have to play another copy of it I like that direction it's fun for commander players for me yeah agreed I really like that too next one is horde robber this is another small one another kind of tre- treasure maker I really think this like treasure theme I would not be surprised to see someone tinkering around with like treasure tribal and CDH yeah. I don't know if that five mana enchantment that once you have a bunch of treasures and you wait until your upkeep uh, you Game. I don't know if that's good. Maybe you that with Final Fortune. I don't know. Maybe we have enough treasures yet. <laughs> Whatever. Let's talk about Horde Robber. This is a quick one. It's a two mana, one and a black for a. What's a Tifling? I think that is also a D and D like creature. a Tifling. Is it a as a Hobbit? I think it's their version of Hobbits. It's it a could rogue. be. That makes sense. It's a rogue and yep. some other thing. It's a rogue and uh, another. And it's thing. it's a it's a one three and says whenever it does combat damage to a player, create a treasure token. So I like this in um, Timnan decks, maybe, if you're in not green and you want to be attacking with your two drops and one drops anyway, you get in, draw a card with Timna, make a treasure. Cards like this will always be considerable in CDH because of Timna. Um, ramp outside of green is cool to see. Exactly, exactly. And it's cheap, which is also great, too. Yep. Yep. Now, we're going to move on. Um, the next one is Inferno of the Star Mounts. This is four and two red for a 6-6 six, six legendary dragon. It can't be countered. It has flying. It has haste. And for a red mana, it gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. And if its power becomes 20 this way, it deals 20 damage to any target. Any target? That means someone's face. Ah, so holy what I'm cow. thinking for this guy is a Dockside Extortionist and a Cloudstone Curio and a, and a small creature. Yeah. And you can, with those things, create infinite blinks for infinite treasures. Once you have infinite treasures, that's all in mono red, so this guy's your commander. Uh, you get to play this guy. You get to pump him until his power is 20. You get to shoot a target, and then you get to blink him because you're doing, you're do- doing shenanigans. Anyway and reset yeah. that little thing, and you get to 20, everyone. That's hilarious. Is that good? That's just a funny way to win the game. Technically, by CDH standards, your commander is an outlet to a combo. But exactly. But the combo is kind of like three cards, and you're in mono red, which means that you have no ways to find it. Yeah, so, right. Um, Goto is definitely better, but this thing's bigger than a lot of stuff. Also true. So bigger if you than Crom, yeah. Um, it can get even bigger. It can't be countered. It can't be countered. It can't be countered. That's is pretty worth good. something. Yeah. I'm not sure. Nah. This is a card to keep an eye out for. If you want to just like pick up all the CDH cards that could be something, this is the list to do it, which Moxfield is great because you can just do that. You can right. go buy TCG player at the bottom. You can just and click just the button and all that shit just pulls goes right it all your into your card. You can just it's buy so all nice. these cards. At the time of recording it is $176 for all of these. I think this morning when I purchased it, it was $168. So it's gone up $8 since then. I've made a profit. <laughs> You're up next. No, I just read that. You're not. I'm not paying attention at all. Zorn is the next card. <laughs> This card sucks. It's a three mana, two and a red creature elemental three two. It says if you would create one or more treasures, 
treasure tokens. Instead, create those tokens plus an additional treasure. I see where you're going with this. If treasure tribal is a thing, this card is worth thinking about. Yeah, now it only makes one more mana one when one you have more. a dock. Yeah, doesn't that's double the thing. It, it doesn't oh, if this double. doubled it, oh man, uh, would this card be good? This card would be really good if it yeah. doubled it. So if only you play making... this for three, and then you're, yeah. if your dock side makes four or more treasures, which it almost always will, this is paid for if it doubles it, but it doesn't. Yeah, but what's, but what's nice though is that like when you look at like Deadly Dispute and like Horde Robber, like both of those things only make one treasure. So like having to, like you do effectively double in certainly certain scenarios. You know where it does double? You know where it does double is um, Smothering Tithe. That is good. I was thinking of Malcolm too. Sure. It oh, also yeah. doubles Malcolm. So like if, if you're playing like Another Malcolm Breaches, right? Yeah. So if you're like Malcolm Breaches specifically because yeah. you have the red, like that's just kind of like another toy to really increase your mana advantage. And I like way. mana costs like this that are two colorless and a red because if you mulligan for like a, like a mana crypt or something, you can cast this on turn one. Turn one, one that's right? A, it's, it's much better than it being yeah. one and two red. It's like a world of difference. World, yeah. Um. So yeah, Zorn is something, another one to keep an eye on, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't suck as bad as I think you thought it did. Yeah. I definitely said that one, so it's for sure your turn on the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, the next one is one of the naming conventions that I despise. Uh, you find some prisoners. You walk into a bar. I feel Bartender like says, I feel why like the long face? Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> all, I have no D&D experience, right? so this is stupid to me. But for D&D uh -huh. players, this is definitely this is fucking great. cool, yeah. which I'm extremely happy about. Yeah. So you find some prisoners for one in a red. It's an instant you get to choose one. You can either break their chains, which is destroy an artifact, or you can interrogate them, which is to exile the top three cards of target opponent's library. Choose any one of them. Until end of turn, you may cast you may play you may play that card and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it yeah so this is um destroy target artifact or take someone's top deck tutor this is a hilarious a braid variant yeah i <laughs> depending I, on your I'm, meta I, i'm never gonna say a braid is bad again you should always play a braid over any other option i don't think you should swap this out for a braid um but I do like it. It's a little bit of card advantage in red at instant speed, which is nice. as a failsafe yeah. of being able to blow up an artifact. Um, I like it. I it's CEDH, so your opponents aren't going to be playing bad cards. Right. You know, So in theory, you're going to be able to find something that's going to be good. And you have three players of decks to be able to choose from. Yeah, even if they're not doing top deck stuff and you just want to make good use of your mana, exile one of their cards or something mm -hmm. if you can't destroy an artifact. Yeah, this card, yeah. I think, is considerable in low-color red decks, for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's talk about the next one. Circle of the Dreams Druid is next, or what it should be really called, Magus of the Cradle, um, because this card is exactly that. I'm not sure why they didn't do that. I guess because D&D. &D, why put this card in the D&D &D set when it's a Magus of the Cradle? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Circle of Dreams <laughs> Druid is a green, green, green for a creature elf druid that says, tap to add a green for each creature you control. Institute one. This card is nowhere near that as good as Guy's up. Cradle. The wind but... up. <laughs> <laughs> I could see this being played in Elf Ball decks yeah. still, because that's the thing. This card is not nearly as good as Guy's Cradle, but it is definitely an awesome card. It is going yeah. to be so, so very good in the Elf Ball decks that play it. Marwin. Marwin is the first thing Marwin? that I think Marlin? of. Marwin. Marwin. The mono green elf yeah. commander that is, is almost good. Um, this card is great in that deck, I think. Um, there's a lot of other... If you're in Seedborn Muse Elf decks, this card is also really good. Um, 
I, I think this card is solid. It's going to see yeah. a ton of play in casual. Yes. Um, yes. Le- less play in CDH for sure because guys create like this. I think and what's better. funny is that I think that the casual players are going to find that it really sucks in their deck because they don't have the mana fixing to be able to get three green pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're going to have, like, these turn eights, which are still going to be good, but, like, you're not going to get, like, maximum value out of these right, in yeah. your casual decks. This is very, very mana intensive. So, like, the mono green... It's 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 almost shoved in to specifically just be a mono green card. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but it's a thing that's there. Um, so the next card is Instrument of the Bards. It's a green for a legendary artifact, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a harmony counter on Instrument of the Bards. For three, a green, and tap it. You may search your library for a creature card with mana value equal to the number of harmony counters on Instrument of the Bards. Reveal it and put it into your hand. If that card is legendary create a treasure token then shuffle right yeah so this card is this is yisan's instrument just right or maybe yisan's style of instrument maybe not yisan specifically's instrument but this is the thing that yisan does and it does yeah. kind of what yisan does uh <laughs> yisan does it a lot better yisan does a lot yisan better, does it a lot better. <laughs> yisan puts it into play which is huge so whatever however yisan yeah. plucks those strings it's a significantly right. there's better way. one deck that i'm thinking about this card in and i'm not sure if it's good in that deck mm-hmm. uh but that is to say five color to say that's oh, looking yeah. for legendary permanence um of different colors that are not white that are early um, maybe I think this card it does it, it it searches for stuff it helps you go along if you're making a lot of mana um, maybe this is a consideration of a deck like that maybe not I'm not super familiar with that deck this is kind of, that's just what I was thinking about for this deck um, low mana investment in the beginning and then mm-hmm. when you got some extra mana later you can use it to find some things that you need exactly and by the time you go to use it it's already already going to have a bunch of harmony counters on it right yeah so if it's you already going to get you yeah like like a three or a four drop by right that away. time yeah so yeah so. Um, I think it'll it'll end up being being something. I think yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see this in a green low color green deck yeah. for sure. Oh, I'm excited about the next one. Tell me about the next one. Old Gnawbone. This is a five and two green for a legendary creature dragon. It has flying and it's a seven seven. And it says whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, create that many treasure tokens. <laughs> this is like uh, like Timna on a seven seven fucking dragon. Well, not really Timna. It makes treasure tokens. It's like a cards. Malcolm. It's I like guess. a Malcolm. It's like sure, a Malcolm. Yeah. Sorry. Well, what I'm thinking of this card, and, and, and this is terrible. It's not good in this way. But in Najila, this is a second Derevi. <laughs> this lets you go infinite with Najila. Obviously, you would never choose it over Derevi. But if you want a second Derevi, right? Big as shit. This is the one. Exactly. I don't know how the hell you're going to put it into play. Yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's really... I, I'm not sure if this actually sees play in CDH. I think it's a powerful effect because create that many treasure tokens. That's the amount of treasures that it damage that if dealt. Yeah. So when this connects, you make seven that's treasures. seven mana right there. That's pretty good. Yeah. Let's move on. It's so hot. The air conditioning <laughs> is off. Can we go to multicolor? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. All right. Bard class, ladies and gents. Uh, a red and a green for another one of these class enchantments. Um, level one, legendary creatures you control enter the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on them. Level two for an extra red and a green. Legendary spells you cast cost a green and a less less a green and a red less to cast. This effect reduces only the amount of colored mana you play. And for three, a red and a green for level three. Uh, whenever you cast a legendary spell. Exile the top two cards of your library. You may play them this turn. 
So this is another card that I was considering for Sisse. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it wants it, but this is uh, it's helpful for legendary things. It puts plus one plus one counters on things, which is good because Sisse cares about how big she is. Exactly. That level three has potential to be busted. You have a lot of mana you need to put into that in order to get that on. Yeah. But that ability is just so powerful. Um, if you're able to consistently cast legendary spells. Yeah. Um, so by the time you're getting that off, you're going to be able to get a lot of card advantage off of this. Yeah, too, if so. you have, yeah, you have to have a couple cheap yeah. legendary exactly. cards that you can cast after, which might be tricky. But. Magical Christmas Land, this card's great. Yep. Let's talk about the next one, which is Fighter Class. This is a Boros one for red and a white. It enters the battlefield. You may search your library for an equipment card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Then shuffle. This is a two-mana tutor effect, which is really good in decks that specifically need to find equipment. So Cole, Cole? I'm sure, wants this. Yes. It doesn't even matter what the rest of it does. That's, That's already that great. Playable. Good. Um, open the Armory is a card that does something similar. Yes. On, and decks that want to play it, play it. The next uh, level, when you level it up, for three mana, one a colorless and two red, a red and a white, rather, uh, equip abilities you activate cost two less to activate. Um, so that's not limited to how much. So if the equip ability effect is uh, two, it is free now. Yeah. In the right deck, in a cold deck, in a deck that wants to abuse that, that can be helpful. I think Perfect. it's ramp. You have to pay for the ramp. Those, you're at, you're at, now you're at five mana investment to get two mana off. So you have to be able to make that work for you. But with the tutor stage stapled onto it, that's pretty good. Uh, and the next ability, level three, is for five mana, for three in a red and a white. It says whenever a creature you control attacks, up to one target creature blocks it this combat if able. So, so it's a removal spell. It's effectively um, uh, the abyss. Every yeah. turn you get to kill abyss. something. That is what that um, is. Which is pretty good. Yeah. So and and you know and probably you're ne not getting there very often. Maybe. Yeah. This is the think of this like a planeswalker. Don't evaluate it based on like the ultimate. I feel like if you're in coal, like you've already won after you cast it on level one yeah you already got <laughs> like it that's, yeah, that's, that's you, where you win the Cole's game looking for the artifact the yeah just gets it so um yeah in the right deck this is uh this is a, this is a player this is a good yeah for sure all right well our next card is uh thrasios triton hero um <laughs> thrasios light <laughs> yeah this is thrasios light this is uh a green and a blue for a zero four legendary creature halfling druid so this, i no, no longer is, think this is halfling not tiling yes so i different. no longer think that the other card is the hobbits of D &D. What is a tiling? It's the same thing, but maybe their feet are less hairy. Or maybe they're smaller, even. That thing is Could only be. this big. So there's like a Russian a doll situation yes. within the D&D &D yeah, universe there's, there's hobbits, with human-like creatures. Yeah, hobbits are four feet, halfling yes. are three feet, tilings are like are two feet. Just two feet. Just and then humans, feet. you know, we, we do range. Yeah. Humans. Sure. There's giants that Jesus are seven feet. Christ. Anyway, let's talk oh about what God. this card is. So this is, this is Gretchen. Uh, Gretchen's in 04, and for two, a blue and a green, uh, you may draw a card and put a land from your hand into play. Yep. So this is um, worse than Thrasios in every Strictly way. Worse. But um, if you want those lands in play... Yeah, if you want yeah. if you want to play this card, you can in CDH. It is an infinite mana outlet yeah. that works really well with Seabrimuse. It is good for many of the same reasons that Thrasios is good. It's just a little bit worse, so it's kind of hard to judge. I would say, why would you ever play this? Because you can just play Thrasios and play a four color deck that does the same thing. But you may say even Thrasios as uh, uh, without a partner, I feel like is still better than this because it's a colorless right. situation yeah. Even, there yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, colorless man is much different than yeah. a blue and a green. Like so. unless the lands you're putting into play like really matter Thrasios and like there's extra the combos play. that you can do. Thrasios puts the lands into play from the top. That's also true. So whatever. Yeah. Let's move right along to Kalian, Reclusive Painter. This is a small little nothing card, um, but I think it might be okay in the right deck. A black and a red. 
It is a legendary creature, a human elf bard, a Rakdos elf. Yes, Rakdos elf. Sure. Oh, yeah, interesting. <clears throat> it's a one-two. And it says, whenever this card enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. So it's kind of like one mana off that. Um, other creatures you control enter the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on them for each mana of a treasure spent to cast them. Um, this is another one that for some reason I'm lumping in with Sisse. I know specifically Sisse, <laughs> five color Sisse wants to have Rakdos legendary yeah. permanence. I played the deck once or twice and I remember feeling that that's what it needed to be able to search for the things you wanted. You needed more Rakdos permanence that were playable. Um, this is that. It gives you a treasure. So it's kind of like Arcane Signet. It's a two mana thing that gives you one. Um, and then it also lets you, what are you doing that face for? It's a human and an elf. Why is it a human and an elf? Okay, your face made me like, did something happen? Is your computer blowing up? No. But, okay, no, yeah, it's a human it, elf. It's a human sense, and right? an elf. Yeah. I was just like going along with it at first because I was just excited to see Bard as a creature type, but. but yeah, Bard's not a name? I thought. No. Oh, whatever. Anyway. This is. So, yeah, so this makes, I didn't know. makes okay. a little bit of mana. It makes a plus one, plus one counter, so Sissy comes in bigger, and it's a Rakdos thing. I think if you're in Sissy, this card is, is considerable, right? Maybe? I don't yeah. Know. And it would work in modern humans or modern elves. <laughs> is it modern elves green black? Uh, well, now it's Jund. <laughs> <laughs> For this card. This, this, yeah, whatever. Anyway, let's yeah. move on to uh, Minx. 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 Oh, Minx, yes, Minx. Ranger. Yes. This is you, right? Go. Yes, this is. Yes. Uh, so this is a red, a white, and a green for a legendary creature human ranger. It is a 3-3, and when it enters the battlefield, create Boo, a legendary 1-1 one one red hamster creature token with trample and haste and for x until end of turn target creature you control has base power and toughness x x and becomes a giant in addition to its other types activate only as a sorcery this card does kind of a lot unseemingly with infinite mana you can give all of your things make them infinitely large and attack for the win that's kind of a simple thing of what to do with this mm -hmm. card in the command zone but one other thing that i think is maybe something you may not realize right away is that x ability if you do that for zero you can make something have zero power on top of this which means it'll die which means this is a naya sack outlet in the command zone <laughs> that is really good um, definitely shout out really to good. eat more tide pods in our discord he was the one that uh showed me the, his thing of this hulk deck that he was doing um so if you haven't come to the conclusion right now protein hulk yeah, a green card that you would love to have it die. So there are a couple of different lines that you can use with Minx, uh, using Protein Hulk, using Kiki Jiki, some piles and stuff like that. Um, and Minx also works as an infinite mana outlet. So if you're in Nia Colors, you're playing Dockside and a meal, mm -hmm. make infinite mana, you can make your Dockside and your meal and your Minx and your 1-1 one, one hamster, base power, a billion, a billion, and tack everyone. This is this is a great option for Naya Commander. If you don't want to play stacks, right? Like, you can actually do something cool yeah. in Naya Colors that isn't egg-related. Right, yeah, exactly. This is, <laughs> this is the new card. I think this is a, this is going to be a great CDH edition. I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Those are all really cool things you can do. Let's talk about Monk class. This is an Azorius class, a blue and a white. This one, when it comes in, its first ability says, the second spell you cast each turn costs one less to cast. Great. Uh, level 2 for a blue and a white. It says whenever this class becomes level 2, return up to one target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. So this is non-land removal to anything. Return it, bounce it on the Adnaz turn. Yeah. Get rid of any stacks piece we don't want to use it anymore. Or bounce your own Dockside Extortionist for 2 mana. That's a rate that people are already interested in doing. Uh, and hopefully you've gotten some benefit out of their second spell from the beginning. So you get to pay for it. That's yeah. pretty good. Bouncing Docksides, you're back on permanence. Let's talk about level three. Uh, for one, yeah. a white and a blue, it says at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. For as long as it remains exiled, it has, you may cast this card from exile as long as you've cast another spell this turn. 
That's so, insane. It kind of turns into a Phyrexian Arena after that. Usually effects like this will make it stay exiled if you right. don't end up using it, but being able to always have access to it as long as you have another spell to cast, that's insane. Yeah, I think that's this, insane. this card is going to do a lot. I think mm -hmm. it's uh, I think it's considerable in a lot of decks that are playing blue-white. Um, I would even consider this deck in this card in something like um, like a... Um, like a blue farm type deck, I yeah. would consider this. Maybe even like Lavinia. Something in Lavinia, you I would know? consider this in uh, any stacks deck. Any, any deck, I think I would probably consider this card. If you're playing Dockside, it's worth yeah. considering. If you want to play your second spell a lot. Maybe it's good in Jessica Ishai for that reason too. Yeah, you I know? think it definitely could be. Um, yeah. I think this card is just a solid, great new card. I think so too, yeah. Uh, the next one I'm super stoked about. This is Prosper Tome Bound. Uh, for two, a red and a black, you get a 1-4 legendary creature, Tiefling Warlock. It has Death Touch and Mystic Arcanum. If you don't know what that is, at the beginning of your end step, exile the top card of your library until end of turn, uh, you may play that card. It also has Pact Boon. If you don't know what that is, you may play... <laughs> well, whenever you play a card from exile, you get to create a treasure. Um, this is crazy this is crazy this is actually mana advantage and card advantage from your command zone in a color combination that does not have a commander that does either of those yeah this card i think is great also worth noting that this uh card is not in the set it's in the commander products true i don't know if we've gotten all of those previews yet and i'm not sure um if any of the other ones are good so far the commanders none of them seem to playable this is the only one that has this one really stood out in this that regard really good yeah. with jessica's will yes and any of the red exile effects this mm -hmm. is fantastic it lets you really storm off i think it's going to be great in an underworld breach deck that is playing ad nauseum wants to go really fast um, but also has the ability to be a solid blocker so you can protect your life total a little exactly. bit, which is relevant. Yeah. Um, one four death touch is a really good blocker. And it's just slow, grindy card advantage. If your just yeah. as well doesn't have to win you the game, it can just um, gain you some extra treasure that you can use later on. I yeah. this card is definitely worth it. I think this card has a lot of tools. I think we're definitely going to see some sort of deck with this, and I think it's probably better than all of our other options. Next one is Sorcerer Class. This is a blue-red, the Is It class. It says, when Sorcerer Class enters the battlefield, draw two cards, then discard two cards. This next level is for two, uh, uh, for a blue and a red. Creatures you control have add a blue or a red. Spend this mana only to cast instants of sorceries or to gain a class level. Not specifically on this class. You can gain on another class, but gain a class level. Uh, and then it's level three is for five mana, three of blue and a red. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, if that spell deals, deals damage to an opponent equal to, <clears throat> sorry, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, that spell deals damage to each opponent equal to the number of instants and sorceries you've cast this turn. So, so if you just get a ton of mana, you just kill everybody. So storm kind of. Yeah, this is kind basically Gives everything storm. grape shot storm. Um, this is another one on a similar power level to Monk class. Sorcerer class, I think, is really powerful. I think these two are um, definitely better than Bard class or Fighter class. Agreed. Um, Probably even better than the other classes, like Paladin because, class yeah, that we talked about, yeah, too. Yeah, they're in blue, which automatically makes them better, and then they do good things, which makes them better. So. I know, right? Like, like a, a, a double loot is pretty good to get you started off. It yeah. is card disadvantage. I know, I know. But, but in Underworld still, Breach decks, who cares? Yeah, exactly. You get to fuel that a little bit more. Uh, the next one is Tiamat. Holy shit. This is two and Wooberg for a legendary creature, Dragon God. It is a 7-7 with flying, and when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, search your library for up to two, for up to five dragon creatures not named Tiamat that each have different names. Reveal them and put them into your hand. So I have some of the lines pulled up here. Food chain. 
Food chain. That is what this is good. Yeah, so... So, you cast Tiamat, and you search for Belladros Witherbloom, Morite of the Frost, Bladewing the Risen, Terror of the Peaks, and Scion of the Draco. Um... This line is really long. I already know what you're going to say. Yeah. And I already know what it is. It's the, crazy. What your end up goal is going to be doing, the main benefits to this is you get to play Dramoka, Dragonlord Dramoka, which yeah. is a great dragon you can find and really protect your shit. But what happens is you are playing Blade Wing, Blade Wing the Risen, which is going to reanimate a Terror of the Peaks. You get to play these things for free because you're going to play Dream Halls, by the way. Also in this, true. In this yeah. loop here. Um, I, saw, I saw the post that you're talking about. So um, I actually, I, yeah. hold on. The, the, I know the person is... Um, um, uh, inspired mangoes is the person who thought of these things. Um, but so, yes, yeah, so you have the, the idea is you have uh, Dream Halls becomes a five mana for Dream Halls, one card combo with this card. Mm -hmm. So you play Dream Halls, you have to pitch something to cast Tiamat for free, uh, Tiamat triggers, and you go get a bunch of stuff. The main things that you're looking to get are uh, more at the Frost and Bladewing the, Riz Bladewing the Risen. Yeah. Um, you're going to discard the Terror of the Peaks also to cast the Bladewing the Risen. And then you're going, that one's going to reanimate the uh, Terror of the Peaks. And then you're going to play the Morit of the Frost by discarding uh, some other card, like a Mask Vandal, which can count as a dragon. Mm -hmm. um, you play the Morit of the Frost. The Morit of the Frost is going to copy the Bladewing Risen, but the Legend Rule is going to apply as well. Yeah. So when the uh, Legend Rule applies, you'll get to sacrifice the Morit of the Frost, but the trigger will still be on the stack. So you get to, with the Bladewing trigger, reanimate the Morit of the Frost again. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the Legend Rule is going to apply, and there's also going to be a trigger. Uh, and it'll sack, and then each time Terror of the Peaks is out shooting your opponents. Um, that's so many fucking things. So many things uh, and so many cards that are there. required. You can, uh, you can do a food chain one with this as well, mm -hmm. um, but there's definitely there's something here. So next up, last one on our list before we get to some Patreon picks, are, I'm going to put all of this stuff in one, is the land cycle, the cave of the den of the hall of the hive of the lair of the whatever. The new man lands. The new, yeah, the new creature lands. Um, the reason why these are good is if you control uh, two or more other lands, they enter the battlefield tap. But if you control less than that, um, they come into play untapped. They come into play untapped. So Which is great because there's no other uh, creature land that does something like this. Mono color, mono white, mono right. red. I don't know. It, they're probably not that good. But they're creature decks. They're no. worth considering. I think they do something on a land. Right. The layer of the Hydra becomes a super huge thing if you can dump a whole bunch of mana into right. it. Right. The they, white one has flying, which is cool. Flying. You can connect. You can, I don't know, Timno, whatever. Um, yeah. Th that's, that's, that's it. Those that's are all the cards we had, that we yeah. thought were great from this set uh, for CEDH. Let's check in with patrons and see what everyone else had to say. So we asked some of our patrons to chip in and help us figure out what cards that we should talk about, just in case we didn't miss any. We're going to go over those right now. We already talked about Connor's suggestion, which was Nadara, which we ended up talking about because Cameron wanted to. Benjamin also said that we should talk about Mordenkine. We have pretty sweet cards to talk about, so let's talk about this card. Mordenkainen. Mordenkainen? Mordenkainen. That I'm sounds sure. pretty good. This is another one that I think as D&D people lose their minds over this card. He's yeah. a very popular character. I'm not sure. Uh, for four and two blue, six total mana, this is a legendary planeswalker. Comes in with five loyalty. As a plus two that says draw two cards, then put a card from your hand on the bottom of your library. Uh, as a minus two that says create a blue dog illusion creature token with this creature's power and toughness are each equal to twice the number of cards in your hand. Hmm, pretty good. Yeah, okay. Big thing. Uh, and then it's negative ten ability is exchange your hand and library, then shuffle. You get an emblem with you have no maximum hand size. It's just a funny ability. Yeah, that is a weird way. It doesn't yeah. draw. Gets around Hole Breacher. So you just exchange. Yeah. 
That's kind of nice. It's plus ability does draw. It's plus ability yeah, does draw. So, so you that, have to draw to get that, that. Yeah, that yeah. would just, with the whole breacher in play, it just says put a card onto the bottom of your library from your hand. I'm thinking of this uh, in like doubling season decks in high power. Yeah. This is probably a really great Planeswalker for that doubling season type Planeswalker deck. This is an all-star. This is a great, great addition to that. Yeah, I, just I being able to... I don't see it making a ton of splash in CDH. Um... Just there are other options. Six mana is a lot. Six mana is a lot, it's yeah. It's a unique ability. I love the ultimate. I love exchanging your hand. That effect, if you get that ultimate off, that's, that's you, great. You win the game. That is definitely backbreaking. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that might be a little tricky to do. Uh, next one is uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter. It's one and two blue for sorcery. Each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until that player has exiled cards with total manu- mana value 20 or more right yes this was suggested by scott uh i've seen a lot of chatter about this card so uh, have i about ad nauseum decks since yeah. ad nauseum decks have low mana costs so you're able to just cast this and then just get through a bunch of their like not not their whole yeah, library but like a good, library, a good chunk of chunk their of library yeah, yeah. Um, and in theory you you're trying to exile um just win conditions yeah. yeah which is typically what mill wants to do I, I think, you know, looking back at some other formats, Mill isn't always able to do that. And, you know, this is a lot. But, you know, just randomly going through the top of someone's library until they hit 20 CMC is pretty good, too. It's yeah. less than an ad nause. If you have ways to copy this spell, that's when that's, I really like it. If I you're like looking to, like, copy this a couple times, yeah. then we're talking. If you can copy this, like, twice, that might be a win condition right, right there. If you're playing Ral Zarek, if you're playing... This is not an instant, so unfortunately the rug dinosaur doesn't benefit from this one. No. Which I cannot remember the name of the rug but dinosaur But I feel like right dual now. caster mage with this dual is still caster pretty mage, good too. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't see this card offhand being good on its own. That that initial ability is, I don't think, good enough. Yeah. Uh, it just is not going to do enough. You're going to maybe take one player out of the game and then another player is just going to kill you. Or you're going to not take that player out of the game and then they're going to win through what you did, which is nothing. Yeah, um, exactly. But if you can copy this card... I'm I'm interested if you can get in that you case. Can, yeah, yeah, if you can if you can copy this two or three times somehow. Yeah, I think that could be something. Um, Scott also suggested that we talk about Treasure Vault actually, uh, and we had someone uh, will back that up. So we're gonna talk about Treasure Vault. Treasure Vault's an artifact land. An artifact land mm-hmm. counts for a Mox Opal. That's pretty yeah. good. Uh, it taps right away. <laughs> comes in untapped and taps for a colorless. Great. And for XX, and you can tap and sacrifice it. You create X treasure tokens. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. The first thing that stands out is that with infinite colorless mana, you can turn it into infinite colored mana. Yeah, that's, that, that is helpful in some decks, especially yes. if you're in crop rotation decks. If you're mm-hmm. in uh, Kenrith and you specifically need all the colors of mana, not colorless mana. Which happens. But you're playing Scepter or something. Um, this, could be, this could be something in there this for sure. This could be something, yeah. Um, and anything, obviously, where you need artifacts, anything, the, the, the token doublers, the treasure doublers, this is a mana mm-hmm. sink that you can do a lot with. And if you have ways to recur your lands, like ramen up excavator True. or something like that. Um, it gets could, even more value that way, too. Love really this. It's untapped. It's untapped, untapped which is, is, good. Untapped which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what makes it considerable. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like, just trying to go for value on a couple treasure tokens, like, I feel like you're losing out if this is a ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe not. But maybe, yeah, I see Burmuse deck, too. If you can, like, tap out to a bunch of stuff, untap and yeah. use that mana for some treasures, and then keep some of it with you, so you can, like, transfer it over from someone's turn to your turn, buy it back later. Yeah. Could be something good. All right, so uh, the last one is Xanathar Guild Kingpin. Uh, this one was recommended to us by Dylan. The Bagger. The Bagger. Thank you, The Bagger. <laughs> uh, so uh, Xanathar is a 5-6 legendary creature. It's a beholder. 
Um, and at the beginning of your upkeep, choose target opponent. Until end of turn, that player can't cast spells. You may look at the top card of their library. There's a comma in between those. Here's another comma. Uh, you may play the top card of their library, comma, and you may spend mana as if it though as as though if it were any mana of any color to cost that card. What? He got through it a little bit. <laughs> There's so many words. This is the last tongue-tied. card. Thank God. This is the last Thank and final God. one. Yes. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose target opponent. Until end of turn, that player can't cast spells. So you silence them. You yeah. may look at the top card of that player's library anytime. You may play the top card of their library, and you may spend mana as or any color to cast the spells. So it's kind of like send triplets in yep. one less color, mm-hmm. and send triplets can cast cards from their hand. Yes, but you get the library. library. So it's like a... Um, uh, future sight kind of effect that you have on their library. It's a blue black commander, which means that you can just go fast as Oracle consultation. It's so, CEH deck. Already, yep, it's a CEH playable deck according to the Play to Win standards. So, um, you know, and, and it is it is a cool way to get card advantage. Six mana is a lot. Six mana is a ton. Six mana is a lot for a Six commander that doesn't win on the spot or soon after. Yeah. Um, but in high power, in casual, all-star. This, this card, seems great. This card's yeah. going to be fun. Oh, for this sure. seems like so much Especially fun. Especially if you love D&D, this is like yeah. the card, right? Look this at how is... grotesque this thing is. So thank you, everyone, for your extra suggestions. Those were great. Um, I don't think any of them were CDH playable. <laughs> <laughs> then again, like... None of the cards we talked about today are CDH players. Thank you so much for watching, and also thank you to Moxfield for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon, like our $50 patrons, of which we've got a couple. Big shout out to Swampy McGee, Peter Larson, Angelo Corsi, Baby Jeebus, and Mario Hernandez. Thanks, all. Check out our Bonfire store for all of our awesome t-shirt and sweatshirts. If you want to pick up any of the cards that we talked about today, you can do so at our TCG Player affiliate link down below. Or you can use Moxfield. True! Our Altus Leaves affiliate link gets you 5% off your order there, so check that out. We have a couple of playmats. If you want to check them out at our website, playtowinmtg.com. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see y'all next time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.